and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for parent and baby brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist who specializes in parent and baby brands, as well as a mum of two girls. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. Hello and welcome to what is the last solo episode that I will be doing of season one. I just first of all wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you who listened to the podcast and sent me lovely feedback. I've absolutely loved chatting with lots of you on calls and a lot of people telling me like they've binge listens to episodes and they've all been really helpful. So I honestly, I couldn't be more grateful. Before I started out doing the podcast, it was something that I'd wanted to do for a really, really long time. And it was a bit of a passion project. I didn't actually know if anyone was going to listen to it or not. I've got a relatively small audience. So I knew I wasn't going to ever get like thousands and thousands of downloads. But the feedback I've got and the amount of people that have listened to it have absolutely blown me away. I should probably say that I haven't been very well this week. So you can probably tell my voice, I apologise if it was a bit annoying, is a little bit hoarse. I'm feeling much better and I wanted to get this last episode up for you guys this week. There is one more episode after this um, which will be released on Thursday and is all about optimising your website which I would highly recommend you listen to. It's got seven really practical tips that you can hopefully sort of schedule in over some time over summer. It's a really great thing to kind of get sorted before hopefully we have a bit of a um, boom in September. Now what I'm going to be talking about today is three ways you can use Facebook ads to uh, grow your warm audience, keep your business ticking over during summer without you having to do a huge amount and so that in September you are ready to come back, you have got people there ready and waiting for you. Now obviously you can do this organically, like you can be on your Instagram, you can be trying to get people signing up to your email list, but if you know I've talked about it a lot over the last kind of couple of weeks the episodes I've done, if you do want to have some downtime with your kids, now is probably the time to try some of these automations and see if you can take a bit of a load off and let Facebook ads and, you know, email sequences work for you. So you don't have to be doing everything in real time all the time. So today I'm going to talk through three different ways to use Facebook ads. I'm going to try and keep it really super, super simple. Like I know if you, especially if you haven't run ads before, you might be thinking, oh my God, I just can't really get my head around starting ads now. I am actually even going to talk about boosting posts, which I don't normally do, but I'm going to talk about boosting posts and I'm going to talk about when there's a place for it and when there's not. And I'm just going to try and keep it really, really simple so that you can actually use ads relatively quick and easy. I should say though, this will be much easier if you have an ad account set up, if you've done ads before, if you already have copy and creative in your ad account that you can pull on, if you already know some of the tech and the jargon um, that comes along with ads, which I will try and make sure is super simple. If you haven't done any of it before, then there's always going to be quite a steep learning curve. I have got a limited number. I I don't normally do power hours anymore because I just find it's hard to get huge amounts of value when people are looking for such long-term big goals. But if you are looking to just set up a really simple campaign for the summer and you just want to make sure that you actually get it right so that you can just let it run, I am going to release a limited number of one-hour slots where you and I can jump on the Zoom and we will just go through everything. I can help you set it up and we can make sure that it is ready for summer and then you don't have to worry about having done it wrong or wasting money or anything like that. So I will put a link in the show notes. If you do want to book one of those, they're £157 
and um, they're my power hour and I will put a link in. But if you already know what you're doing, then take all of this free information and use it for yourself. So let's get stuck in. The first one I want to talk about is boosting posts. And let's just get this out of the way, okay? Now, normally, most Facebook ads managers are not going to recommend you boost posts. Now, the reason for this is that as Facebook ads managers, we are obsessed with data, okay? And the only way you're ever going to improve your ads, know if your ads are working or not, is by testing and learning and looking at the stats and always making micro changes to improve what you're doing. Boosting doesn't allow you to do that. So boosting will allow you to take a single post and essentially set it up so you can have a target audience, you can choose the right objective, like whether you want people on your website or whether you want people to engage with your post. But what it won't let you do is choose essentially set up the same post but maybe with two different images or the same post but with two different copy or even two different calls to action so you can't compare what might work better you're just going to take one set of copy one image and hope for the best essentially and when you do that you will never know if that's the best you could have got because you're not comparing it against anything else now so generally speaking that's why we always say even if you're running an engagement campaign don't just boost a post pull it into ads manager But my big caveat here is, for the summer, if you want to keep your posts in front of your audience um, and make sure that you are still getting eyes on what you're putting out there, you know, maybe you're only putting out two or three posts a week and you really want to make sure they're seen by your ideal audience and that you're still bringing new people into your world, boosting a post can be incredibly effective at doing this. And this is a strategic way to use boosted posts. This is not something I would suggest you do long term necessarily, but it is a really great way to keep things ticking over over the summer. So I'm talking primarily here about Instagram. You go into the app, there'll be a button on your grid that says something like add tools. You click into that and you'll go, there's a section called create and then you'll choose a post. You can also choose stories as well. I probably start with posts because you're going to see the most clear engagement on them. So you select a post and then you do next at the bottom and then it's going to ask you what your goal is. So do you want more people to visit your profile? Do you want more people to go on your website or do you want more messages? So you can select whatever you want there. So really depending on what you want from this, I would I really normally use this for boosting your engagement on your post. So I would always go for more profile visits. So you select that one. Then you can do your select your target audience. Now, Instagram can do that automatically where it will select people that are similar to the people that already follow you. You can create your own if you want. If you wanted to put in a specific postcode or specific interests or whatever it is, you just create your own and you can select the things that you want to select. Again, there's not as many options as if you did it on Ads Manager, but it's a really good a quick and dirty way to get your profile out there in front of other people then you'll set your budget and your duration again it's a slightly different way of working in ads manager you can just set a daily budget and let it run with this there has to be an end date i think the longest you can do is 30 days it'll suggest some options but you can just do custom to be honest i'd probably go for like two to three pounds a day for 30 days then you do next you can review everything you'll have to make sure that there is a payment in there and then you hit the button boost post. It will then go to be reviewed. They'll come back to you if there's any issues with it, but it should just be approved and then it will just start running. Again, you'll get to see limited amounts of data, but if you go into that post, you'll start to see the likes and the comments and everything. And then that will just keep running. After the 30 days, you might just need to go back in there again. And then you'll need to either select the same post and do the whole thing again if it worked well, or you might want to select a different post by that point. You could also select uh, 14 days. I would suggest maybe every two weeks you kind of look 
at changing it. And that might be a really good way of making sure that you get the relevant info out to potential clients over uh, the summer holidays. So that is the first way, is boosting a post to get more engagement and ensure that new people are finding your Instagram account over the summer holidays. Now, the second one is getting people onto your website. Now, this will work the best if you have the pixel installed on your website, because when it gets to summer, if you wanted to do a retargeting campaign of everyone who's been on your website over summer, you can use this data, and but you will need the pixel installed on your website to do that. It's actually relatively simple to do. I will put a how-to link in the show notes if you want to install the pixel and you haven't got it already. However, if that's uh, just too much to do right now, that's something I could do on a call with you, or just leave this one for now and use some of the other tips I'm talking about today. If you have however already got the pixel installed this is really easy to do. So we're going to do a traffic campaign. Now a traffic campaign doesn't actually need a pixel it's just if you want to use the data afterwards. Now the traffic campaign is just about getting people onto your website. Now you can either optimize it for link clicks so that is people who are likely to click on the ad or you can optimize it for landing page views and that is asking Facebook to find people that are likely to click on the link and actually look at the page that you want them to look at. Now, obviously, if you go for link clicks, you're gonna get way more clicks. I'd always suggest that you go for landing page views because they're of a higher quality. They're of people that are actually interested in what you're putting out there and are gonna actually read it. So you're gonna go into Facebook ads, you're gonna to go to your uh, objectives and you're gonna select traffic. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go through like a step-by-step -step of setting up the ad because it's just gonna be way too much in detail. Um, so what I would suggest you use a traffic ad for is to add value to potential customers or clients. So what is it that you can offer your customers or clients that doesn't have to be anything related to selling but is related to what you offer so that you know that you're kind of your ideal clients? So it could be a blog that you've written, it could be like a free resource on your website, it could be a quiz that you've designed, it could be anything on your website that gets a good amount of views but isn't necessarily selling um, and some of you will have all of that content sort of set up and ready to go and you think oh yeah that blog always does really really well, I'll send people to that blog. Others you might be thinking oh I've got nothing on my website other than like my sales page or my about me, like what am I going to send them to? I mean you could do a blog, like think about, you know, go onto your Instagram, do a quick poll, you know, what would be most helpful for you? People will tell you, you know, give them a few options, write a blog and get up on the website and then send traffic to that. It won't, shouldn't take you too long and actually it will give you a really good insight into what your clients and customers are kind of thinking about and their problems at the moment. So all you need to do is set up your traffic ad, you'll select the objective, then you'll again, you'll create your audience. And this is all in Ads Manager. And then you'll go through and write your copy and add an image and then the URL to go through to your website. Keep it really snappy, give it a nice hook, make sure that people know that this is just for them to have a look at. You know, you don't need to talk about sales. You don't need to talk about even what you offer, to be honest. This is just about getting people onto your website and making sure then that when you come back in summer, you've got a nice little pool of people that you can retarget Target. And you know, in an ideal world, if you're sending them to a blog, maybe at the bottom of the blog, there's like a lead magnet that they can sign up or they can sign up to your email list and then you can capture them as there as your warm audience as well. But this is just creating little pools of people that in September we can go back to and say, oh, I'm back. You know, this is what I'm offering. Here's an offer. And you've got people there that you can do that to. 
The third one is actually about directly building your email list. Now, this one is a little bit more complex and it's really quite hard to explain on a podcast because, you know, in an ideal world, I'd show you a video of how you set this up. But some key things to remember are there are two ways to build your email list using Facebook ads. The first is that you send them to your website onto a um, dedicated landing page that you set up and you could either set that up through your website through your email service provider like MailerLite. You can set up free sites. It is on MailerLite and you go in and you create like a landing page and then people, you you get a, and then you get a URL which you would direct people to. So that's one way of doing it. The other way is that you can use Facebook's built-in form where essentially what happens is people click on the ad and a form pops up. It pre-populates their details and then they hit submit. Now, there's various pluses and minuses of each of these different ones. The plus point of using Facebook's in-app form is that it removes a lot of barriers to people signing up. They basically have to click two or three times and then they've signed up. The downside is that you get less qualified leads. Often people will sign up to these are less interested. It takes less steps for them to do it. So they can maybe sign up and they're not really know what they're doing, what they're signing up for. Another bonus of that is that it keeps people on Facebook. So Facebook love it. And I have seen some of my clients get really good results within app um, signups. The other way of doing it is sending them to a landing page, whether that's on your website or on your email provider uh, landing page. And the pluses of this is that A, you get to track them with a pixel so even if you're using MailerLite you can add your pixel into MailerLite and again you're collecting that data about people that are going onto your website. Also you tend to get people with a higher intent going onto your website so you're more likely to get more qualified people onto your email list. The downsides are that there is more steps, there's more barriers, you know your website might be slightly slower to load than Facebook's in-app form, people might just click off it, they might not complete the form and depending on how well you optimise your landing page you know you might not get as many sign-ups as maybe you would if it was super easy on Facebook. So there's a few different things to think about there. You'll also need to set up a lead event in Facebook if you want to capture the data when you're sending people over to a landing page. So again, I think if you've already done this before and it's already set up and it's just a case of turning it back on, super simple, I definitely do it. If this is your first time trying to capture email leads or using Facebook ads, I'd probably do the in-app form. They make it quite simple. You might need to set up a zap between from when people sign up to the in-app form to get to get people into your email system but that is normally free with most providers so again like I said there are a few more moving parts with this one but once you get into it and once you've done one it's actually pretty simple and you can then use that template over and over again so if you wanted to do another one for Christmas or you wanted to do another one at any other point in the year you'd have one set up ready to go which you could just duplicate and do it again the other option for this and again I wouldn't normally recommend it but if you really do want to do something quick and dirty if you go into Instagram you do a post that is all about your freebie you could then boost that post Facebook does let you link to a website for that so you could have a button that says download which will take them to an external website so again you'd have to set up the landing page and it would go through to to that page you could boost it Again, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for a long-term strategy, but if you really want something quick and easy just to get out for the summer, you could definitely do that. 
This is probably one of the most technical Facebook ad podcasts that I've done. It's really hard without being able to show you videos and describe kind of what I'm seeing. So if you have got any questions, please make sure that you um, DM me over on Instagram. I'm at the underscore social underscore pod. There is the link to book those power hours in. Like I said, once you've got one set up, you'll have a template essentially to be able to use it in the future as well. So it really is an investment in using ads going forward. Um, and I can obviously also help with your ad copy and what images to use I've got a lot of experience in the kind of headlines to use to catch people's attention make them take action so that's always an option for you the link is in the show notes but if you have used ads before these are three relatively simple ways that you can keep your audience warm over summer without necessarily having to spend out on the conversion ads which are more expensive especially over this time of year where there's less people on the app so it's a little bit more competitive to get them to do what you want them to do I hope that was helpful as always. I am going to be doing a free downloadable which will talk you through these three different ads and kind of summarise the steps as well. So if you do want that, make sure you're signed up to my email list. It's going to be going out later this week to my um, list. So if you are not on the list already, make sure you go into the show notes and sign up. Thank you again and have the best summer. I will see you back in September. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts and it only takes a few seconds but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Growing Pains. See you next time.